This is Living Forever, Not an Option, a podcast brought to you by Care Dimensions, a provider of hospice, palliative care, and support services in Massachusetts. Your hosts are Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. My name is Mary Crow, Director of Professional and Community Care Education at Care Dimensions. And today I'm thrilled to have on the show V. Ciparini, who is the District Director of the KPN Veterans Services, and Brian D'Angelo, who is the Benefits Coordinator at the KPN Veterans Services. Thank you both so very much. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah, you. this is so, we're here we are. Veterans Day is upon us, uh, but again, so important that we honor our veterans every day. Absolutely. And uh, so thrilled to have you on the program. Thank, Thank you, you so much for taking your time Thank out. Thank you. So, you know, I've, what I'd like to start the program mm -hmm. by telling a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so thank you, Mary, for that wonderful introduction. Um, so my name is Vicha Perini. I am the Cape Ann Veteran Services Director. Um, I am also a U.S. Army uh, veteran. Um, I have service with the Army from 2001 to 2006. I'm originally from Camden, New Jersey, and moved or transplanted into the Gloucester, Cape Ann area in early 2008. And I've been working um, here since then, volunteering my time for different veteran community or veteran-centric uh, events, um, and have finally been working with veterans directly for the past um, four years or so now, and I absolutely love what we have to offer our veterans and their families locally. Oh, that's fabulous, and thank you so much for your service, Thank v. you, thank you. Uh, my name is Brian D'Angelo. I grew up in Gloucester and Rockport. Uh, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran also. I served from 2009 to 2013. Um, I did communications in the Navy, and uh, after that I used my GI Bill and uh, got my degree in communications. And I'm a little newer to the veterans, to working with the veterans community. Uh, I've only been doing it a few months. But the office we work out of was uh, very helpful to me when I got out of the service because a lot of times you just don't know where to turn when you need to mm -hmm. look up these programs or these services. So I was really excited when I saw the opportunity to work for the office, an office that was instrumental to me when I came back from the service and helping me out. So I'm excited to, to be working with the community, with the veterans. and hopefully getting some people the help they deserve. Yeah, that's wonderful. And again, thank you for your service as well, Ryan. I, I am so grateful for you to be here today and, and truly honored. Mm -hmm. So thank you both very much. Tell me, uh, let, let, I really want the audience to understand because mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand what you do. Mm -hmm. I also don't feel that they understand what services they may be entitled to. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I think that is really important. Oh, yes. So can you d describe what is the role of the veteran service officer? Uh, so we in Massachusetts are very unique and we're very fortunate to live in such a wonderful state. Um, Massachusetts has recognized that there are so many benefits and so many resources out there for the veteran community and for their families um, that they have appointed veteran service officers in every town, city, or district um, so that veterans have a, a veterans liaison that they can connect with if they're in need of any services, whether it's a local service, a state service, or a federal service. Um, VSOs are pretty heavily equipped to be able to handle any question that comes through that door at any given moment of the day. I love that. That is so important. We are definitely very oh fortunate in Massachusetts. Yeah. So what is the difference between your, your um, 
office mm -hmm. and that of the Veterans Administration because again I think this is a very confusing point. It, and it can be um, oftentimes we do get mistaken for Veterans Administration so we we work directly for the municipality so we are a local entity whereas the Veterans Administration is a department of the federal government um, so so people who are seeking um, benefits through the VA per se um, would work with the federal government. Um, we are here as a third party per se okay. um, to help the veteran navigate that process of claiming different type of different types of benefits um, as well as accessing uh, health care resources within the VA. Um, so the VA itself has different components. There's the benefits administrative um, portion of it and there's the health care administrative portion of it um, and it can be a very daunting um, and a very overwhelming experience for a veteran or their surviving spouse or dependent. Um, it, it, it can be very daunting, very intimidating for them to navigate, and we are here to help them. Um, we're here to alleviate some of that process for them. So the, you know, the other thing I want to ask is about, can you talk about some of the services that you provide? Oh, I'm sure. sure there are a lot, but I think it's important, again, sure, that people understand sure. that. Um, yeah, we, we obviously help service members navigate um, the benefits portion, the federal aspect of it, um, but Brian can possibly speak on helping veterans access um, certain types of documents as well. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of the veterans' benefits um, the main thing that they're going to need is their discharge papers to be eligible for anything, just to prove that they were in the service. And over the years, a lot of people, they don't hang on to these things. So we have access to certain resources to track these documents down. And these documents can be the first step uh, to getting whatever benefits these people are qualified for. And again, a lot of the times, people aren't even sure what benefits are out there. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of the calls that we get is what can you do what can you help me with and everybody's different um, but everybody that comes through the door they're just they're looking for help mm -hmm. and it, whether we're the first person they turn to or they've been all around town getting bounced from one service to another mm -hmm. we're here to help them we're here to listen to them see what they need and a lot of times they just want to they want somebody to talk to mm -hmm. and somebody somebody that will listen to them mm -hmm. and, and just try to guide them in the right direction. Absolutely. And I, I feel like we're, we're a great point of contact for all the people in the community like that. That's wonderful. And I, so very important, I just want to emphasize, and I, I found this as well, again, with my father, you've got to keep your documents. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Keep your documents, have them handy, because these things are going to be very necessary when pursuing various benefits that you may be entitled absolutely. to. Um, so sp can you get, be more specific, too, around yeah, what types absolutely. of things might somebody, I know everybody's different, mm -hmm. but what might somebody be eligible for? So, um, so earlier I mentioned how fortunate we are to live in Massachusetts. Um, so there is a state program that Massachusetts has. It's called Massachusetts General Law Chapter 115. Um, it is a financial assistance program of sorts for um, veterans and their families who are um, of a low income, um, so indigent families um, and surviving spouses, uh, and it can provide financial assistance to their families and to the veteran themselves. Um, it can provide fuel assistance, it can provide um, 
medical reimbursement is a very big one. Um, obviously, we do not want to have a veteran or their spouse have to choose between paying their electric bill or paying for their prescriptions that they, they need so desperately. So um, you would work through your local veterans office um, officer and um, determine if you're eligible for these resources or this financial assistance program. And again, that, that program itself can financially help you with monetary benefits or provide you in, in providing monetary benefits um, so that you would not have to decide or choose between um, paying for your groceries or paying for your electric bill over uh, necessary medications. Yeah. V, isn't it amazing? I, I don't think people realize that happens a lot. Yes, you know it does. I, I, and if it, for older adults, but also again, as you're indicating with the veterans, right. I think this happens more than people are even aware of. Yes, so definitely for older adults because you know they're all in a fixed income. Um, their money has been um, very calculated yeah. in how they can spend it. Um, but as well as sometimes we, you know, you may have someone who may find themselves in a bind and mm -hmm. um, were laid off of their work or their employment, and so where where do they turn to? Right. You know, they don't know, so they circle back to our office. Yep. Um, we can see if they may be eligible for this program, and if they may not be eligible, uh, we may begin discussing um, what they did in their service and see if there's a potential for a disability claim okay. um, so that we can get them some sort of compensation. Yep. Um, a VA compensation or VA claim, um, you know, there was a point in our, in our history where um, it was decided for you whether you were eligible to receive compensation from the VA or not. Mm -hmm. um, however, that's not necessarily the case anymore. You know, we have all of these resources that are out there for us. Um, why not take advantage of them? Yeah, because absolutely. if we do not take advantage of them, who's to say that they won't be here 10, 20, 30 years mm -hmm. from now when our children and our great-grandchildren may be in need of these resources? Um, so again, we're just here to help them navigate some of the um, of the um, sort of benefits and resources that they may be in need of and again it's not just for veterans um, the spouses are also uh, eligible for some sort of benefits and and we know this all too well we have that um, particularly Vietnam era veteran who uh, may not necessarily have had a really good experience or welcome home and um, feel some sort of way with their with their either um, welcome back home or with the VA in general um, and may not have wanted to ever access any resources or services from from the VA or from from the federal government um, or any to that extent and here here they are um, coming down with some sort of ailment or some sort of life change and they may be in need of services or the spouse um, they pass and leave the spouse behind and now the spouse does not know what to do you went from two incomes to one income um, so again we're here to help them navigate what they may be eligible for um, moving forward excellent so that sh go ahead Brian mm -hmm. well I was also going to say a lot of the times to the the VA the language they use mm -hmm. on a lot of the documents, it can be intimidating, it can be confusing for some people, yes. and that's essentially what we're here for, mm -hmm. is to help decipher these documents and, and just kind of take the the hardship out of the applicants, mm -hmm. because we see it more often. We, yeah. we, we see these claims, we see this language, and it can be something as simple as them requesting 
the VA is requesting you send them a document, but the way they word it in their paperwork is we need this form submitted on this, and especially an older generation, they can look at that and just be completely lost. Right. So that, that that's essentially what we're here for, is just to help everybody navigate mm -hmm. the VA process yep. and, and mm -hmm. all the, the documents and everything, the language mm -hmm. that they use. And a denial can come through, but yet there's an appeal process. Right. There's multiple appeal yeah. processes. So a denial, you know, oftentimes a veteran gets a denial and they may say, well, the VA doesn't care about me, so I don't want to bother with this anymore. Well, maybe the denial was there wasn't sufficient evidence. Uh, maybe the denial was you didn't go to your appointment. Maybe the denial was there was some sort of miscommunication in the claims um, and we didn't meet a specific time um, constraint or, or request that they had um, needed. Um, so a denial, we can help decipher between what our next step needs to be. Um, if we, we need to submit a supplemental claim, in which case we just request the VA for um, a supplemental mental uh, claim and provide them with additional evidence that may benefit your claim. Um, there's a higher level review, so if there is no additional um, evidence that there is needed or that you have to um, to submit to the VA on your behalf, a higher level review gives it a different set of eyes to review over all of the evidence that has already been submitted. Um, and then of course there's the actual appeals process. Yep. So. You know, the appeals process takes some time. Yeah. Um, and we are always very um, upfront with our veterans and letting them know if you want to appeal, okay, but it is a long process. Um, if there are different avenues of approach that we can take, we'll, we will obviously make sure that the veteran um, accesses those approaches yep. before the actual appeals process because at the end of the day, we are here to benefit um, the veteran and yep. what is in their best interest. So we're going to make sure that we take care of them as best as we can. That's wonderful. Really, it, it's an advocate. Mm -hmm. It's an advocate for them. Yes. That's really important. Mm -hmm. Why is it important that, that the veteran or the spouse, right, mm -hmm. uh, go to the veteran service officer in their area? Um, so, so again, every every community, every town, every district has their own VSO, um, but each community is different as well. So they may have different resources, different mm -hmm. partnerships that they can connect with. Um, so if they are in need of um, food, for example. Mm -hmm. um, we in the Cape Ann area are fortunate um, fortunate enough, our office in particular is very fortunate to live right across or on um, the open door yes, pantry. Yeah. So although there are a lot of organizations that help veterans um, make sure that they take care of their food insecurities, we partner with the open door directly. Um, we, Brian and I, are very happy to walk right up there with a veteran and make sure that they access um, the food, the nutritional food that they um, are, are in need of, mm -hmm. um, but making sure that you contact your local VSO so that you are aware of what is available to you locally, um, and so just so that they can start developing a relationship with you, um, the individual person. You know, they may not be comfortable seeking um, mental health services, for example, but if you develop this relationship with your local VSO, mm -hmm. in time you may feel comfortable enough to actually connect with some of these mental health services or resources that they are helping you navigate through. Excellent. You know, and, and you know, I wanted to go back to, because you were talking about, 
you know, there's the difference too between the benefits mm -hmm. that the people are entitled, but also the medical care. Right. right. So can you just yes. expound a yep. little bit on that as well? So, um, so it it is. Um, it is a little bit of a complex system, mm -hmm. as with any VA, um, and and we've all been we we've been in the military, so we know nothing is as easy as as it seems. Yeah. Um, so the VA does have two components. There's VBA and there's VHA. VBA is is, is solely for benefits, yeah. Veterans Benefits Administration. Um, so they are just there to help you navigate what sort of benefits, okay. uh, monetary benefits. Um, there's obviously VA compensation claims. So if you have a disability um, that may be service connected, the VA can compensate you monetarily mm -hmm. for for this condition or for these conditions that you are su cur currently suffering from. Um, if you are a spouse of a veteran mm -hmm. and your husband or wife um, passes of any of their service-connected disability, there may be additional um, benefits for you as a surviving spouse. Um, or if you are a low-income spouse and you may not be eligible for these types of surviving spousal benefits, um, there's a survivor's pension mm -hmm. that you may be eligible for. Um, as with accessing any resources, there is an entire um, eligibility criteria that you need to first meet. Um, and your VSO, your local VSO, is the best person, um, or or some sort of agency. Uh, you know, there's a DAV that usually helps with these sorts of things as well. Um, but some sort of veterans representative can help you navigate that daunting process of accessing these benefits. Um, the healthcare side of it all um, is just that. It's the healthcare aspect of it. Um, so if you are in need of any healthcare services, medical services, prescriptions anything like that, um, referrals, you go through the, the healthcare sector of it. Um, if you are in need of um, home health aid services, anything like that, that all goes through the healthcare side. Yeah. Hearing, vision, all of those things, healthcare, All through correct? the healthcare yeah. side. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. that's yeah. great. And it's often when, when people are in need of these resources the most, um, when it can be the most overwhelming for a veteran because yeah. you know they, they it's almost like you wait too long you you wait till you need it when it's an emergency and yeah. you need it done yesterday yeah. um, these things do take time mm -hmm. um, it is a process because yeah. they want to make sure that they are giving you um, the best resources and the best possible benefits for you the veteran and their spouse or their dependent um, so so it is a process and again we are here to help you navigate that mm -hmm. process um, but don't wait till it's too late don't don't wait till when you need it a week ago yeah. or yeah. Um, when you need it yesterday yeah. we talk about that in general too the it's uh, you know it that's usually just by human nature yeah. uh, people wait until things are falling down around them before they mm -hmm. do that and and again it sounds like it's no different certainly with right. the with the veterans right. that you're and, serving and if at some point in time you were told no for some reason um, it doesn't mean that you can't go back a month a year 10 years later and um, try to navigate the system again because yeah. things change on a regular basis we yeah. learned that um, last August um, when the PACT Act was released and now a lot more conditions are recognized a lot more 
um, service areas where veterans served in um, and the toxic exposures that they may have been exposed to in those areas, those things are now recognized. Wow. So for many, many years, for many decades, veterans were submitting for certain types of conditions and were receiving denials for A, B, or C reason. Um, and in 2022, you know, we passed the law that um, these conditions are now recognized as presumptive, meaning that it is as likely as it is not that if you were in this in this area within this time frame um, that this condition that you are currently suffering from is as likely as not related wow. to your time in service. As Z was saying, uh, just because you were denied once, mm -hmm. you know, you can't try again. A lot of that uh, is what keeps veterans from seeking yeah. services again is that stigma that the VA is not going to help me. Mm -hmm. they, they, they don't want anything don't to do care. with me. They don't mm -hmm. care about me. They denied me for this, that, and the other thing. When, like she said, try, there's a whole new act, the PACT Act passed last year. So it's something that they may have been denied for before, mm -hmm. now they are going to get compensated right. yes. for. Yeah. And yeah. we're, again, we are not the VA. We are right. here to help you. So if you are afraid to do anything with the VA, at least contact your local VSO and just start developing that relationship or just, yeah. just inquire what is out there for me, the individual veteran. Yeah. Yeah. And these are things that they're entitled to. Absolutely. They are entitled to this. Absolutely. And, and that's the piece, you know, because as you were talking about, that people are hesitant to mm -hmm. do this. And I know that with my own father, there was a, you know, he was reluctant. Mm -hmm. And I think for him, it was more pride. Yeah. And I, you are entitled to this. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because um, oftentimes we hear time and again, you know, well, I, I didn't do this. I didn't do, I wasn't in Vietnam or I, di I wasn't in war and I wasn't here and I wasn't there that doesn't mean anything, okay? Whether you were in war or not, whether you were in theater or not, um, there are still services out there for you. It's just navigating um, what the process is going to be for you, the individual yeah. self. You think it's a good idea for people to just check in regularly anyhow? Sure. You know, because you were talking about, the, you know, they could come and come back like 10 years later. But is there a time period you think, like, you know what, check in regularly. Just keeping that pulse on things, also having that connection. Right. It's just developing that relationship with your local VSO. You know, we in the Cape Ann area are very fortunate to have veterans uh, coffee socials. Oh, um, yeah. Our office in particular in Gloucester, um, we have a weekly coffee social every Friday. Uh, Rockport and Manchester has one every Saturday. Um, and Wenham has one once a month on Tuesdays. Um, so to just connecting in a social environment yeah. with your peers kind of begins to break down some of that barrier, breaks down some of that stigma in accessing resources because yeah. just through just through conversing with one another, um, you get to hear what your experience was versus what your experience was and if it's something that you are willing to take on yourself or not. Yeah. Um, and you develop that relationship with that local VSO as well. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Or what other groups or organizations do you work with? You were talking about Open Door Pantry. I'm a big fan of. Absolutely. Of the, you know, um, but uh, what other, and I love that, mm. I love that. What other organizations or groups do you work with? So, so us in particular, um, some of the local organizations that we work with, obviously the Open Door, um, and I say this time and again, um, there's an invisible wall that separates our office 
with the open door and veterans going out there and accessing nutritional food. Um, so we are willing to go up there and pick up groceries with them or the open door comes down to us sometimes. They have this wonderful mobile market and they set oh, it up nice. right in front of our office so that veterans and their spouses don't necessarily feel like they're taking something away from someone else. Um, we also uh, work closely with senior care for example yeah. or our local nursing homes but we also work with um, uh, state organizations. We work with the Lowell Vet Center and we, we help um, service members connect with mental health services that they may be in need of. Uh, we work with um, um, Veterans Northeast Outreach Center uh, for any additional uh, financial assistance that they may be able to uh, award veterans. We work with HUD-VASH. Um, so if a veteran is in need of some sort of housing so, voucher, yeah. or housing stability. Um, so there's a lot of agencies, yeah. and I'm sorry if I didn't mention them all, but um, there are so many out, uh, uh, partnerships that we work with that your local VSO um, has developed a relationship with and if you walk in through that door if you walk in through our door at any given day we can pull out a contact for that. Well I'm just gonna say that even even outside of just the organizations we work with sure. just our office itself we're here to help and and some people might walk in the door and need a coat in the winter yeah. need, need a sleeping bag need yeah. just something and, and these are things these are we, we have these things mm -hmm. that we're able to provide just in a moment's notice. You know, somebody in need doesn't know where else to turn. We can either connect them with the people that can help them, or in certain cases like that, we can help them at least temporarily on our own. Just make them a little more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Get them through the night, you know? Yeah. Get them through whatever immediate crisis they're having mm -hmm. while we try to put them in contact with the organizations that will be able to help them long term. Absolutely. What an invaluable resource, Absolutely. I have to tell you. Mm -hmm. You know, we have we have just a small time left, but just what, I, I want to make sure we can cover as much as possible. You, you both have just illustrated this so beautifully. What else do you want to say? Uh, you know, we, we have a minute or so left. What else would you like to share before we wrap up today? Uh, I'll just say, uh, back on what you said about people coming in and checking in on a, you know, not not all the time, but every now and then. I think it's good for any veteran. I, as I said, the office helped me when I came back from mm -hmm. service because I didn't know a lot of what was out there. So I went in, they, they met me, they knew me. It was, it was before V was mm -hmm. there. Um, but I developed a relationship with them. Yeah. And if every veteran who comes home just doesn't know, you're, you're never going to know everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if they can come in and just introduce themselves, I just got out of the military, this is what I did, mm -hmm. this is what I know. We can, we have that connection with them now. Yes. And if we ever think of something, oh, this program might be able to help this individual, we can reach out to them and say, mm -hmm. have you heard of this? Yeah. Are you informed on this? And it, yeah. I, I think it's important just for the veterans to have the relationship with yeah. the VSOs, the Veteran mm -hmm. Service Officers and our office. Yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. Yeah. If nothing else, you know, your local veteran service officer is here to help you. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how much you feel you are worthy in some sense of uh, services, they are here for you. You are not taking them away from someone else. These are services that are out there. If you need them, we can help you navigate them. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
I, I can't thank you both enough for being here today with us. And again, just such really important information. And uh, again, just very grateful for sharing this information with us. Yeah, thank you yeah. so thank much you for, for having, having us. us. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to Living Forever, Not an Option with Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. To learn more about Care Dimensions, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or check out our podcast website at www.caredimensions.org backslash podcast. We would love to hear from you with questions or comments. Please feel free to email us at podcast at caredimensions.org and of course you can always call our office at any time. The number is 888-283-1722.